Hello and welcome. I am Kim Keem, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share my journey of my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to stay-at-home mom life, to help other women with their motherhood journeys or their work-life balance journeys so they can let go, make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. If you are a regular listener of One of a Kind You, thank you so much for tuning into another episode. I am so excited to have you join me. And if you're a new listener, welcome, welcome. I am equally excited to have you join us as well. And I just want to thank you for taking a stop by uh, to see what this podcast is all about. So for my new listeners, the way this podcast works is I share a journal entry of mine from five years ago, and then I reflect now, knowing what I know now as a certified life coach and what I wish I had known then. So without further ado, we're going to dive right in. And today's journal entry is from April 15th, 2016. I woke up this morning with an unsettled stomach. I'm still not feeling well, but I'm doing okay making it through the day. I'm not sure if I picked the stomach bug up from Girl Scouts or this is just from me being up working late. Whatever it is, I'm hoping it doesn't last long. Casey and I went to see Ryan's apartment this morning. I was surprised at how clean it was. They don't have a lot of stuff in it, so that helps with the cleanliness factor. Ryan is a lot like my dad, but is different too. I'm proud of him for sticking to his wants and needs regardless of what everyone is saying about his choice to leave college. When I was at Nancy's on Wednesday, Gordy said we get one shot at life. There is no dress rehearsal, so if you don't like something, you have to change it. That's exactly what Ryan did. It took courage. For that, I will support him all the way. I'm not up to writing much more and want to rest but have work to do. So this was a shorter entry, but um, the backstory is that Ryan is my younger brother. He's 13 years younger than I am, and he is... Um, my dad's son with my stepmom and then they also have a son named Sean who's 16 years younger than I am but Ryan was a straight-A student through K to 12 had perfect attendance for almost the entire time he was in kindergarten to 12th grade and went to college and really wasn't prepared for college um, he really was able to skate by um, in middle school and high school and even elementary school with his work and didn't have to put a lot of effort forth and still was able to get straight A's or A's and B's but then at college it was a whole different ball game he really had to apply himself and really try a lot harder and it just he decided it wasn't for him and he really wanted to go into um, an athletic healthcare type of field physical therapy something like that physical um, sports medicine and to get into that degree program you had to have a certain GPA and he missed it the first two times and I think after the second time you're not eligible to go again or maybe you do get a third chance but then it puts you in school a year or two later or something like that but anyhow he decided he didn't want to do that he didn't want to continue going to college and you know studying the classes that he had to take to pull a GPA to get into this program. So he decided to leave school and became a UPS driver. And so my uncle is a UPS driver and has been since 1982. And so he saw that my uncle was able to support a wife and two children um, and have a beach house and a very beautiful home um, on his UPS salary. And so Ryan felt like that would be a good choice because also um, one of the reasons he liked being in, a, in the athletic healthcare 
industry is that it wasn't, um, I'll say like your typical office job, it was different, would be somewhat different each day. And so he made that choice. And there were a lot of people in our family who were not happy with Ryan for deciding to leave college. They thought it was going to be a big mistake. They thought that he would end up regretting it. They thought that he should just stick it through and try harder and, you know, and, and do that. And to leave and go be a UPS driver would, on some level, be irresponsible of him. And I just think that it's so um, admirable of my brother. And also a reminder, you know, sometimes we have these little moments in life where you're like, oh, yes, the reminder of the importance of sticking to what you want or the reminder of finding gratitude in the situation or whatever it is. But those little reminders will pop up, especially when needed. And I think at this point, it was probably super important for me to have the reminder about sticking to what we want and need, regardless of what people will think. And this is really hard because vulnerability is at play. Um, and especially it's hard if it doesn't align with our, our perception of ourselves. So Ryan was very confident in his decision. Ryan's always been pretty independent. And so for him to make this decision was totally aligned with who he is as a person. He was not concerned about what other people thought of him. He was not concerned about the things that our family was saying. And he knew in his heart that this was the right decision for him. And there had been so many times in my life where I didn't stick to what I wanted or what I thought that I would need for my own well-being because of other people's opinions. And I allowed those other people's opinions to sway me into doing things that I didn't necessarily want to do. And so um, one example was when I left my teaching career, you know, I got a lot of negative feedback from my family about the fact that I had student loans, $75,000 worth of student loans, and now I wasn't going to be bringing money in to help, you know, to pay those back and the financial responsibility was going to fall on Pete. And he too had his own a massive amount of student loan debt from going to law school. And, you know, and I really should get myself back in there. I should get myself back into the classroom because not only am I not able to pay the student loans, help Pete pay them, but I'm also wasting my degrees. And, and because I was getting that feedback, I knew that going back to the classroom at that point in time was not a good idea. I was angry. I was bitter. I was burnt out. I was exhausted. And it wasn't a good decision, not only just for my own mental health and my own well-being, but for that of my family as well, because I didn't like the person I was when I would come home from work. I was miserable, short fuse, very temperamental. Nothing was ever going right. And I was just miserable and I was tired and I wasn't being present with my kids or my husband. So for me to force myself to go back into the classroom would have been an epic disaster. And so I stuck to it on some level. However, I felt so guilty and ashamed and very much like a failure that I started looking to substitute teach at my daughter's school. And I did that and I thought, okay, well, this will be better. I know a lot of the kids here. I know a lot of the faculty here, but it still wasn't, it wasn't in my heart to be there, to be a substitute teacher. And so I had signed myself up for that because I was so worried about what people were thinking of me uh, for the fact that I only taught for six years and I left the classroom and, you know, there was this 
underlying pressure to prove myself to everyone to to say hey look I'm really not a failure I you know I know what I'm doing and so I just felt like I constantly had to prove myself and because of that there were times where I did not stick to what I wanted there were things times where I did not stick to what I needed and it was because of that pressure to prove myself to to have people look at me in a positive way and part of it was because I didn't look at myself in a positive way I agreed with the perception that I thought everyone had of me being a failure. I totally thought I was a failure because I couldn't hack being a classroom teacher for more than six years. Uh, that ate at my soul. And so not only was I trying to prove myself to other people, I was also trying to prove myself to me. And so proving myself to other people was on some level more vulnerable, uh, being more vulnerable. Because I had to really open myself up for their criticism or their feedback or their thoughts or their opinions that I did not necessarily want. And so that too, because I had this perception of myself as being a failure to stick to what I wanted and what I thought I needed regardless of what other people thought of me, didn't that didn't align. It didn't align with the fact that I also was very much a, running a pattern of being a people pleaser. And so for me to go against that was almost like torture. Just put me in a torture chamber and that would probably be easier than going against having people think poorly of me. And it can be hard to change. I mean, I know Ryan's decision to leave college and be a UPS driver was not an easy decision. And it was not an easy decision for me to leave my teaching career. I mean... Uh, let's be real, a lot of decisions we make in life aren't always easy, but we have to do it anyways. And so part of the reason it can be hard to change is because the expectations that other people have of us or that we perceive of them to have, but also the expectations that we have of other people, the expectations of how we expect those people to respond to us, how we expect them to respond to our choices and our actions and our thoughts and those expectations can be paralyzing because you don't actually know if it's going to happen. You have the expectation that, oh, it's your family, you know, your parents, so they're going to be supportive of the decision that you're making, but in reality, they might not be. And so that's hard to swallow. And so sometimes it's easier just to keep going with the grain because it doesn't rock the boat. It doesn't take the chance of seeing that other people's expectations or the, what you expect of them isn't isn't really happening and the other part too is that sometimes it's hard to change because of the unknown of what the future will look like so that was the other part too it was hard for me to say okay I'm done teaching because I didn't know what the future was going to hold I did not know what that would look like I did not know how I would manage being a stay-at-home mom because I never considered myself to be a stay-at-home mom. I never had that in, even in my mind. I thought, okay, my kids will be home with me for the summer and then during the school year, they're in before care, aftercare, daycare, something, but that's just the way that it is. And so when that didn't happen, I couldn't even wrap my brain around it. And then also as well, for me professionally, I didn't know what that would look like. I didn't think that I ever wanted to go back to being an elementary school teacher. I was teaching classes part-time at a local university, and that was okay, but it still wasn't lighting up my soul. And so 
I had to let go of the fear of the unknown of what the future was going to hold and partly just to embrace the moment, but also to stick to what I knew I needed and what I really wanted. And that was to not be miserable day in and day out and feel like I was angry and bitter and resentful. And so going to my brother's house was just that reminder um, that we really do have to, we have to stick to what we want. We have to stick to what we know we need, regardless of what other people think. And it's, you know, and that was kind of a hard pill for me to swallow that I'm getting this lesson from my little brother. And he doesn't know that I got this lesson from him because I'm the big sister and I'm much older. I'm 13 years older than him. So he's supposed to be the one that's learning from me and I'm supposed to be the one sharing lessons with him. But the lesson will pop up in the most unexpected places and the most unexpected ways when the lesson is needed. And so really just, you know, learning from my brother and and seeing that it was okay for to stay stick to what you want and to stick to what you think you need, regardless of what other people think and regardless of how other people respond or react or regardless of their two cents. Um, because at the end of the day, like my friend Nancy's husband said, you only get one shot. There is no dress rehearsal. And wasting this one shot and the fear of someone else's opinion or the fear of what someone else is going to say or how they're going to react because of a choice that you're making. And the big thing for me, it was like I had to make this realization is that I'm the one paying my bills. I'm the one laying my head down on my pillow at night and getting up in the morning. And so ultimately at the end of the day, I, I have to do what I'm most comfortable with. And there are times where people don't understand and they probably never will. And a classic example of this was me buying the house that I currently have. We just moved a couple months ago and I left my house in Maryland and I thought that was gonna be my forever home. I never, ever, ever, ever intended to sell that house. Um, but there were some things that were taking place within our neighborhood and it was the the smartest decision for my family and me to, to not stay in the environment that our neighborhood was becoming. And I had a family who thought that I was completely insane for selling my house and also completely insane for buying the house that I bought because it's a 300-year-old farmhouse that really hasn't had any work done to it since 1960. But I knew in my heart that this house, regardless of how much work it needs, was the best place for my family and I to really create our forever home. It has a lot to offer us and we have a lot to offer it. And I had to stand firm in this and not allow other people's thoughts and opinions and reactions to sway me and it was I, this was just a couple of months ago and let me tell you there was a moment where I was really really struggling because I don't want to disappoint people still there are times where that pattern of people pleasing creeps back up but I also don't want people to look at me like I'm completely insane or like I'm irresponsible and I had to just say to my husband we know that this is the best decision for our family they're not paying our mortgage. They have never paid our mortgage. They won't start paying our mortgage. 
and this is our decision and if this is what we feel is the best decision then this is the decision we need to stick with and people have come around you know the people who thought that it was a bad idea to buy this house are like oh my god this house is amazing i could see why you bought it it's not anything that i would want to take on but we can see why you did because it's a pretty cool house and so that you know affirmed to me that i made the right decision not because they came around and said it was a cool house but because i feel at peace here I felt at peace at this house, and the minute that I walked the, through the door, actually the minute I pulled up the driveway the very first time we came to see it. And so I really just, it was about trusting my gut and trusting my instincts. And I think sometimes we don't stick to what we want and we don't stick to what we need because we don't, we put our intuition and we put our gut feeling aside because the opinions of others outweigh that at times. And I think the real, the real value is getting back to that so that way we are living authentically and really being true to ourselves and if the person that has a not so great opinion about the situation if they really do truly love you and they really do matter in your life they'll come around and if not then it wasn't meant to be and it was a relationship that unfortunately it's time to shed and that too can be really really hard but i just hope that you found value in today's episode and I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. I really appreciate all of my listeners. And if you found this episode helpful, please feel free to share it with a friend. The more the merrier. And if you would be so sweet and leave a review, that would be great as well. I read all the reviews so that I can make sure that this podcast is the best podcast and that it gives you exactly what you're looking for and is a resource and a support place for you. So thank you again for tuning in and I will see you next week.